Blessings and welcome to Living 412. This is Pastor Larry Inclan. Uh, today I have the honor of having my wife, Sarita Inclan, with us. Say hello. Hi, guys. God bless. And we have Daquan Dennis with us once again. Hello, hello. All right. Let's get to it. I'm really excited about uh, today's uh, program. We want to get to a scripture that I hope you um, turn to, listen to, read, or write on a post-it put it on your mirror, um, mm -hmm. carry it in your pocket, whatever you have to do. But this this specific verse should be embedded in your life. All right. In the book of Second Corinthians, chapter five, verse 17, um, I'm going to read that to you. And I want you to listen to the specifics of it. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. And if you're reading the NIV, I love that it has an exclamation point. This should be a moment of joy. This should be a moment of refreshing. This should be encouraging. And uh, I pray that uh, today we we do something special in your life um, on behalf of the Lord and through the Lord. Amen. So. This past uh, Sunday. We were speaking on our message at home church um, about how everyone nowadays, especially our youth, is considered or, or worried, I should say, about having followers. Uh, the, regardless of what social media you have, whatever platform it is, there's so many out there. Everyone is worried about followers, likes, comments, shares, and there's even statistical measures of how um, people are ranked based on the amount of followers you have, based on the amount of follower of people that you follow. So it's it's a, a very important part of our culture, of our lifestyle. Uh, social media is not going anywhere, to be honest with you. So the problem that we're seeing is that people are becoming so consumed with that word followers they want to be influencers they want to have a million followers or, or thousands of likes or whatever it is they want to make careers out of social media and say hey i want to be paid by youtube i want to be paid by you know whatever platform it is that you're using but the problem is is that we're getting sad when we don't get the likes we get or the numbers that we want we get mad we get depressed we feel uh, like we're not good enough we feel um, like we just are not it. We don't have that it factor. But I want to challenge you to something different. Instead of worrying about followers, the amount of followers you have, the question should be, what am I following? Who am I following? And I pray today that if you have not made that decision yet, and I'll tell you what that decision is in just a moment, if you have not made that decision in your life that after this program, you take the opportunity, whether you're driving in your car, whether you're at home cleaning your house and listening to us, whether you are at work, that you just pause for a moment and you and you say to yourself, you know what? I believe I'm following the wrong things and I want to make a decision today to follow the only thing that's going to be beneficial in my life. The only person, persona, character, mm -hmm. whatever you want to think of, leader 
and that is Jesus. So this scripture is specifically saying that once you have made this decision, you have become a new creation. You are no, lo no longer to, to be carrying the baggage of the old you, and you have been given a new life in Christ once you make that decision and you take that step to say, I choose to follow you. I choose to make you the Lord of my life. I choose to uh, confess and say that you will be my Lord and Savior from this day forward. But you have to let go of all of those things that have been holding you back. Can I be honest, though? Like, I don't feel like that's something that's preached on enough. It isn't. Like, I don't think uh, enough people talk about the, the fact that, like, once we are saved, it is a clean slate. Everybody, like, I feel like the trend now is just, like, you, you get saved and now it's automatically time to serve. You, 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 you become a new person and you automatically get better by serving. You become a better person or whatever person that you think of in your head by serving and doing all these things. But people don't emphasize the fact that the past, the, the past still needs to be taken care of. And then, and then on top of that, it's like people, people don't know how to let go. Like I know it's a it's a matter of of choice, but no, nobody really emphasizes like how do I go about getting rid of all the stuff that's still weighing me down type of thing. It's always just the what can I do for versus what do I still need to handle. It's so interesting that he says that because this past Sunday I was explaining to um, a visit uh, visitors that we had in the, in the church. Um, I was explaining our vision of you know. Um, offering Jesus coming together and unleashing love and how we feel as though doing that basically is a you come and we want to create this uh, atmosphere of people who do love to serve. So it's so funny how you say, say that because I remember we talked about it Sunday afterwards and I said, and it's funny because the lingo that I was trying to get at when it comes to serve or being a servant is not so much that you work, 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 right? But rather just getting that mindset of just serving God, serving Jesus. So A, you're serving him by humbling yourself, by submitting to him, being obedient to him. And that's one form of serving, right? The other form of serving would be you know, to serve one another as brothers and sisters in Christ, see each other's needs and serve one another in that aspect. But I get what you mean because there's a, there's another serving portion. But and and mind you, like I said, that it's interesting how I had to change that lingo because of the fact that they could have easily interpreted it the same way, right? Serving as in like working positions, titles, things like that. Am I correct to say that that's where you're thinking? Yeah, one hundred percent. Right. Like I said, that's what a lot of, at least from my personal I experiences, right. a lot of a lot of leadership in this day and age they f they focus on what we can do for the people as opposed to like you know taking care of ourselves type of thing. So, like how you emphasize the pouring into people so that way they can pour on to other people. Mm -hmm. Correct. Not a lot of people know the importance of that simple concept. I agree. I agree. And I think that that's um um that, that that's just basically something that that uh, I feel like people have that concept and that idea but perhaps maybe they're just not executing it 
um, in that manner. But I feel like they 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 all have that that good intention, right? And uh, when we're talking about who are you following or what are you following, you know that portion when it says you become a new creation. So that's what we mean. It's like you're following. When you become a new creation, now you're going to follow a different way, a different pattern, yeah. a different thought process, a different feeling, emotion. And and I think a, a big part of it, of course, is the mindset. But like Brother Daquan is saying, how do you get out of that mindset, mm. right? And the only way, in my opinion, that you're going to be able to surpass the mindset of having that old mentality, carrying that old baggage, that old weight, those old problems, all of that. I think it has to do with connection. You know, it has to do with s getting close to someone for that mentorship. Having someone that can you, sp you, you can speak to and have those moments where you pour out yourself and say, I'm feeling this way. I know I'm not feeling right, mm -hmm. but how can I get out of feeling this way? And until you embed yourself into your home church or your local church and become part of who they are, um, that is when you start seeing the fruits of it. You'll start seeing the connections of, okay, I can speak to this person. I can pour into. And I get what Brother Daquan's saying. Maybe they're in certain congregations. You might not feel that way or may not feel, unfortunately, as home or as homey or as uh, welcoming or as warming. And I get that. Some of the bigger churches, you feel like you're going in and out and you don't have that closeness. That's why for us, home church is so special. You you come in, we treat you like family. And we want to love on you in that aspect. Like, I want to cry with you. I want to feel your pain. I want you to know you're not alone. I want to make sure that your walk is my walk. And we walk through this together. And in in that aspect is where we start to apply all the scriptures that we read. Like Paul is saying everything right in, in the book of philippians 3 7 and 8 he's saying everything that i had i now count as loss but it's his mindset he had to switch it but it wasn't until he had that encounter with jesus that one-on-one -on -one. it wasn't even with people it was like you know what i really had this encounter with jesus i no longer want to be that person and i think a lot of times i can tell you me even though i might have had an encounter at first with jesus I feel like I've had several encounters with Jesus have that over the course of my walk in this Christian life that have made me the person that I am now. And I'm I don't not think that's ever going to stop. Yeah, and you're constantly evolving and getting closer yeah. and having a, a heart after his, and, and it goes molding and, and creating new each day, but it's making yourself available. One of the things that I love is that Christ always puts himself at a disposition, allowing you to get close to him. Mm -hmm. And that's where you start seeing this change. Like, God, I don't know what it means to get close to you, but I know you work through people. So let me get close to the people that love you, the, that show that they love you, that live that they love you. Because showing and living are two different things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That are living like they love you. And let, let, me, let me be poured on by those people. So, I mean, th that kind of, it makes me think about, like, like work. Because, you know, I do the counseling thing. So, um, I'm, I'm thinking about, like, as you're talking about uh, the one-on-one, -on -one, how, how does one do that with 
like a bigger group. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, I I for one, especially now more than ever, like I understand the importance of one-on-one, but I can also see, so for example, like a like a teacher having to deal with like, let's just throw a random number, like like 30 kids. Mm-hmm. You can't necessarily do that with a, a big group, or can you? I think you can. There's there's a lot of tools that teachers are are taught when they are going through these cycles of, you know, um, sometimes having to deal with challenging kids, sometimes having a bigger group than they expected. But I think a big part of it is learning to teach the kids how to rely on each other as mm-hmm. well. That would be my approach. Having moments where you build that closeness amongst themselves, having, uh, what are they called? Um, kind of like icebreakers, mm-hmm. where, where now you're not the only one pouring into the child, but you use them as tools to pour into each other mm. so that they learn that value of connection where they learn a lot of these kids, believe it or not. And I know I was one of them growing up in Jersey city. I was alone. Yeah. You know, I didn't have support. I didn't have, you know, what a lot of kids in better neighborhoods possibly have. Mm-hmm. Right. But did I have a family? Of course. Did they love me? Of course. But that attention and the love that I that I yearned or wanted as a child just wasn't there, not having a father and a mother present. And my grandmother working could only do so much. My uncles working or my aunt working could only do so much. So as a lonely child, you start thinking troubled things. You start um, acting out in ways that are not pr- appropriate. And I'm sure you experience a lot of that in your school. Yeah. So when you show them something different, and I try to tell this to my daughter, when you become the light, they are going to be drawn to you. And this is where the whole following aspect comes in, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be drawn to the light because darkness cannot withstand the light. It just can't. And not, ev- not everybody. That's that's another thing in terms of just like leadership, period. Like people think that they they have to, you know, get their agenda, you know, all the way to the finish line, if, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like nobody really like understands Like sometimes you got to turn it off. Somebody, sometimes you have to turn it off and, and worry about the one or yes. the few that are actually dealing with something. Like, I understand completely that teachers, I don't envy teachers. They have a lot to deal with. On top of dealing with the kids, and this is what administration administration doesn't get. Mm-hmm. On top of dealing with kids, they have kids with issues. And then they have grading papers. And they yeah. have test prep. And then they have all these other benchmarks that they have to reach from administration. Then they have to worry about administration dropping in and, and observations, all this other stuff. I understand teachers don't have time to do th- the counseling thing. Yeah. But you're with them more than I am. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes, I mean, I feel like it's important f- that sometimes, you know, you you learn the balance of, all right, I know I have a lot going on, but so do they. Yes. But then they have to stick to a curriculum because if they don't finish the curriculum, they're they're being measured by these standards, like you said, the teachers. So it's hard for them to deviate from the curriculum and pour in a little extra because of how the the, the state pretty much ties their hands and say, hey, you have 30 minutes to teach this class. You got 30 minutes to teach that and so on and so forth. And it's hard to give that attention. That's why people like you are important, where you go and you counsel the kids that need that special attention. And it's sad that we can't do that with more kids, but this is where us as a church should step in and and be able to reach the kids that are troubled, that have problems, 
and find a way to reach the families because you can reach the kid, but if they keep going back to the same mess at home, it's counterproductive. Mm -hmm. You're working on one, but they get the opposite at home. So uh, asking God to, to help us in a way that we can impact the life of this child so much that it overflows and he brings that Jesus home with him so that the parent is like, man, I want that too. Where, how is this happening? I'll give you an example. That just happened right now. Mm-hmm. We, I, I received a text message that one of the visitors from two weeks ago came. She watched our message this past week, and apparently she was impacted at home watching online, told her mom about it, mm. and her mom is intrigued. And that's how it is. But if we don't take out the time for the one, like you said, Jesus is willing to leave the 99 for the one. And you hit it on the nose when you said community. The minute you said community, that's exactly what is the need. Because like you said, Daekwon, it's hard to reach the one when you have 30, when you have 20-something. So it's hard to reach the one and trying to stay on course at the same time. And I think that when you said that it's all about teaching the kids teach the kids to be there for one another so that's basically what you're doing you're base you're you're getting the foundations out there to these kids that okay in this room it's a safe place in this room this is a place where we are family we look out for each other you're not my friend or my no we're family we're brothers and sisters and we look out for each other mm-hmm. we help each other we don't make fun of each other and things like that just just sort of building that community and it the same applies to the church as you stated we are a church that is trying to impact our communities and if we are trying to impact our communities then the idea is to also let people know this is a place of unity of family and what we are trying to do is we are trying to help each other we are trying to build each other up and we are trying to to just really impact our community with with that mindset with that strong foundation just letting everyone know this is what we're here for we're here for each other and once you start establishing that sort of uh that 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 space for them and they understand, okay, every time we meet, this is what we're here for. This is for family. This is for growth. This is mm-hmm. for understanding. This is for meeting each other's needs. Once that is, a, a, I want to say a language, almost like, like a if culture. it's like a culture, like a love yeah. language. Once that's the love language, once that's the culture, then, then y- you have grounds for being able to not just treat the one-on-one, but also because it's a corporal body, now you're able to speak to them and they're going to receive it as one. And that's how sports is. When you become part of a team, it's a brotherhood. And you yes. talk to these guys and they become become friends for a lifetime yeah. because they row together, they die together, they win together, they lose together. Mm-hmm. Wrestling. You see how, you know, we watch wrestling, right? You know, mm-hmm. maybe not as, as much, but... It's a brotherhood. Yeah. And these guys, when one passes away, they cry, they mourn, they feel the pain of, of a fellow wrestler that they lost. But they learn to have that connection, that, that closeness to say, I value you as a person so much that your pain is my pain. And mm-hmm. it's being able, like we were saying before, like it's being able to turn it off sometimes. Like I get, you know. The humanity of it. Yeah, like being in charge of people, is it's a big responsibility. So even with that, like you shouldn't take 
the fact that anybody is looking at you or looking up to you for direction, you shouldn't take it lightly, whether no. it be a big group or just the one. Absolutely so at the not. end of the day, like being able to, to turn on the switch, okay, I got 60 people in here right now. Mm-hmm. I got to do something with that. But one of them is unable to, you know, whatever the case is. Yeah. I got to be able to do for both. Yeah. So and it's it's important as a leader to be able to do both instead of just the the machine of all right I got to do for just three hundred just three hundred just three hundred yeah. instead of being able to build that connection with the one or two that needs something that the other three hundred have already and being able to put that in, in, in into the one or two. But isn't that what Jesus did? Yeah, it's exactly what he did. I want to reach the multitude, but I need my twelve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he he did it. He he got close to the twelve. He prepared them. He showed them. He walked with them. Cried with them. He did everything he had to do. And even in the twelve, he had his inner circle. He had a few handful, like not even a handful, that he these were the ones close to him and nobody else, right? But he still had his group that he prepared and he launched so that they can go forward and lead the way. And then they had to prepare the next wave and so on and so forth. We were talking about the praise and worship right now. And and, and the one of the main people that used to help our kids with the praise and worship, she said, these kids are equipped. Yeah. They are very well equipped. And I've always told my kids, you should be the ones teaching the younger generation now everything that you've been taught. Yes. Because what you do is beautiful. What you do is, is amazing. The way you worship God through your dance, through your mind, through whatever it is, stop, what, whatever it is that God is leading you to. Start teaching the younger generation so that they can have that love, that passion, the same way you guys did. And learn how to worship God the way you were taught to worship God, the way you saw it and evolve it. Like there could be crazy things that we haven't even thought of that the younger generation could possibly do and reach the ones that we can't reach. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and that's what it's all about. It's just saying, you know what, Lord, I, what am I following? Am I following trends? Am I following mm-hmm. um, social media? Am I... What am I doing? And and in and in that, am I being a good person to be followed? You know, not not minimize yourself, but know your worth. As a new creation in Christ, you have yeah. to know your worth and say, I do have value. I do have a lot to give. And in the in the midst of all my pain, hurt, anxiety, whatever you want to call it, I have a lot to give to these children. Yes. They look up to me. You've told me in the past, like how kids are drawn to you, and they, and all of a sudden they they come tell you things that you're like, I don't want to hear that. So I'll tell you like this: <laughs> a recent development. I've had to create like a uh, a sign up sheet. So I went, I went and told one kid, Hey, you know, as a reward, we can have lunch together. That kid told a kid who told a kid who told a kid. <laughs> so when the time came for me to pick up one kid, I had nine kids Saying they're next. waiting for me. <laughs> so now what That's I have awesome. to do is set out blocks of time for kids to actually sign up for, for lunchtime with me. And you're doing it one at a time. It's crazy. And that's how it is. And that's what we need to do as as believers, as, um, oh, I as agree. people. It's just... Uh, that it's like you said when you can when you create that community right and you uh, and you get them to understand that we're here for one another then that's when not now it's not only the head the head honcho the leader the director of the school the pastor of the church now it's not just them having to intervene or you know do uh the work on his own or on her own but 
but now it's the actual members of their acting as a body and being there for one another and supporting one another and helping one another. So it's just really, I love that you said that, that it w it's, you know, it's just, just more than just the one-on-one -on -one with the leader, with the person who's in charge, but it's that one-on-one -on -one within the community that is also going to be effective, like the 12. He would send out the 12 even when he was present. And they would go and they would pray for people and they would do things for people. So, you know, it, it was the idea of creating this mindset that it's n you're not just going to come to me. I'm, I know I'm Jesus and I know I have, but you have it too. Yeah. And you can do it too. And that's what he tried to create amongst them. And it's like Daquan's saying, though, like it's, it's building that culture yes. of valuing people pouring into people i mean the last two years during covid that's all we did was pour into people whether it was with a zoom call when when we were doing the uh common grounds you know anything that 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 it took to be able to make sure that our people was still getting fed because we couldn't have the closeness due to the social distancing or whatever it was but still pour into these people as much as we could, the, doing it with the marriage classes, doing whatever it takes. And even the people that can't be there on on a Wednesday, we say, if you need a time on Saturday, we take out the time. You need it on a Sunday, you let us know what day works for you, even if it's just one couple. I don't care. Because if we can affect one couple and that couple has two, three kids, those kids are going to be affected in a positive way because we poured into them. Yes. And it, we can't be selfish as leaders. The most important thing that as a leader you need is time have the time to pour into your people as brother daquan is saying individual or in a group you have to take out the time otherwise people cannot follow you if you're not leading them yeah. and a lot of times we want to stand from a platform we want to stand and, and and use a microphone but when it's time to lead no one is there when it's time for that phone call no one answers when it's time and and we have to get away from that we have to make the choice and and understand the magnitude of what was done for us that we have the opportunity to accept a lord and savior in our lives and why because a man decided to give up his life as a sacrifice for us so that we can have eternal life John 3:16 for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son and he laid down his life for us nobody took it he laid down his life so out of gratitude that I'm a new man I'm no longer that person out of gratitude I want to give forward but it takes the same sacrifice that Jesus made yes he gave up his life for us to be saved I need to give up my life to make sure that your life is right to make sure my neighbor's life is right when I have the, an opportunity and and of course, people are only going to give you a portion of their life or you're only going to be able to affect a, a, the life of a person as long as they allow. Yeah. Like if you don't allow me into certain areas to your life, I can't affect it. You know, but if you allow me into your life in a certain aspect, I want to be there for you. I want to uh, I want to be able to counsel you. I want to be able to help you. And do I have all the answers? No. But let's walk this together. Mm -hmm. So I, I pray that this has been um, a blessing to your life. I don't want to cut it short, but today is um, somewhat of a bittersweet program. Um, for those that are listening on the radio, on Ascend FM, I uh, just want to let you know, unfortunately, it is the 
last program for a while. Um, we don't want to say goodbye. We want to say see you later. But we feel right now that God is guiding, uh, guiding us in a specific way, and uh, we have to redirect some of the things in our life, and we are going to be absent from um, Ascend FM. We are still going to be on our podcast, Living 412, whether it's on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Stitcher. I mean, you have every possible <laughs> platform I think we are on now. Um, so we're available. Look us up, Living 412. We're still going to do this, but we're going to be off the airwaves on Ascend FM for a little while. I pray that the, the Lord leads us back, but only he knows what he's doing. But I want to say a personal thank you to Brother Greg for allowing us to use his platform for the past year and change. He's been so honorable, so humble, so loving, so understanding on the times that we're late. I know, uh, Brother Greg, I probably drove you crazy a couple times by being late on my program. Um, but we, we honor them. We value them. We know it's been um, a blessing to our lives. And yeah. just so you guys know, we have people that, in, that are in Georgia listening to this via the Internet. So, um, it's, it's been great. It's been, it's been an honor. It's been humbling to be able to have this opportunity, but we wanted to personally say thank you to Ascend FM for allowing us to be on the radio. And, uh, I pray that we can come back soon. Yeah. Um, brother Greg did also say, continue to send those minute at home clips. Um, so you, you'll hear some of the things here and there, yeah. uh, but we wish you nothing but success, love, and and above all, all the blessings on behalf of the Lord. So um, on behalf of Brother Daquan, my wife Sarita Inclan, and myself, Pastor Larry, I pray that um, this has been an incredible message for your life. And I wanted to give you an opportunity, like I said at the beginning of the program, if you have not accepted the Lord, and you feel like today is your day, whether you're at home, whether you're on the radio, whether you're uh, whatever it is you're doing, pull over right now and just simply say, Lord, I want to be cleansed of my past. Like the Apostle Paul said, I want to count all my past as garbage, as a loss, as no value. I want to move forward with a new life in you. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. Make me new today, just like it says in your scripture. I believe it. And I declare it that Jesus is the Lord of my life. And if, if you said that today, I want to welcome you to the family of God. And uh, I pray that you are blessed. I pray that you are renewed and changed. I firmly believe it. If you believe it, it shall be done in the name of Jesus. So um, if you have not found a church, I, I, I ask that you look for a Bible-based church. There's many in the area. We can help point you to one. We are also in Vineland uh, Home Church. Look us up on Facebook at uh, facebook.com backslash HC Vineland. That's HC short for Home Church. And we'll be glad to welcome you. We'll be glad to mentor you, whether it's in person or online, whatever you need. We want to be here for you. Amen. So thank you once again to Ascend FM. We love you all. God bless you.